Welcome to the Whatever Podcast with Mark Deal. Folks, thanks for stopping in again. I'm your host, Mark Deal, and tonight's guest is Aaron Redden, the founder and president of the One Inc., more commonly known as The Van. And uh, we're going to be chatting a little bit about homelessness and whatever we feel like talking about. So, uh, if he'll get off his phone, he's he's texting somebody. Dispatching. Oh, dispatching. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you love phones? Especially when I have two of them. Yeah. It's my favorite. <laughs> I really like to throw both of them off the Broadway Bridge, but I guess I can't. Well, you could. <laughs> yeah, I guess I could. <laughs> oh. uh, so what are we going to talk about? Whatever. Okay. Uh, I started to write down a bunch of questions. You know, I actually started to do some prep for this. And yeah. And I thought, yeah, screw that. Just we'll, wing it. We'll, we'll just talk about stuff. Plus, I know where you live. You you're, do. You're going to be on this some more. All right. So I, we're going to go at this like none of my 20 listeners or so know anything about you or the, the van. Y'all so, know me. So we're going we're gonna to cover some of the basics. All you're right. Gonna, you're going to have to repeat a bunch of stuff. You were just on a radio show, local radio show. And you're going to end up repeating a whole lot of what you said. That'll so, be all right. So, That'll be all right. So to start off, tell folks what the van is. Sure. Uh, the van is a mobile outreach to uh, unsheltered uh, Arkansans. Uh, basically, we go out. Uh, we've got teams of two out each night. Um, serving. Fo- each team has a specific area of the Little Rock Metro. And... Uh, basically go out and and serve folks who are unsheltered in that area on their night um meeting immediate needs as as quickly and efficiently as we can and getting to know folks uh build relationships with people um and as we do that we begin to explore opportunities to get rehoused with folks and uh just kind of figure out you know once you when you start getting to know people you kind of get to know what their barriers are you know what's what's you know it doesn't really matter what got you in this tent. What's it going to take to overcome this tent, you know, and get you out of the woods or, or off the streets or, or what have you. Um, and that's kind of the gist of it. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's just an interesting little interesting thing. Yeah. <laughs> so let, let's go back way back. Cause I think it's important to, to talk about how you got started and where this came from. Okay. You, know, you grew up in Danville. 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 Da- back and forth between Danville and Russellville, uh, Pope County and Yelko. Um, you know, just uh, I, I'm ADHD, so I was a little bit bored, I guess, you know, uh, and started self-medicating with amphetamines as a kid and, um, you know, really just kind of threw my young life away and uh got to a point you know in and out of rehab and this and that and got to a point where uh, i finally got clean and was able to maintain that i guess you call it clean it's weird to call it sobriety because that feels like a 
alcohol related yeah. term. I don't know. Anyway, that's see ADHD. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's our. We can go off on all sorts of tangents. <laughs> so you know, I got. Uh, I I'd been in and in and out of several rehabs, and uh, nothing really seemed to be working. No matter how hard my memo prayed, so. I ended up at uh, the Marine Corps recruiter's office. He was the only recruiter that would take me because of my previous behavior. And How old were you? I was 20. 20. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I was, you know, two years older than most of the recruits, recruits that I went in with. But, yeah, I went joined the Marine Corps and did that for a while and got out and really had no idea what I was going to do. But I, I did know that I had a burning desire to 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 be hope for someone who was going through the hopelessness that I went through with methamphetamines because it's you know it can be very very hopeless and lonely uh, especially when you're you know you're in rural arkansas where the only people that understand are the people that are still doing dope you yeah. know <laughs> so who do you talk to about yeah. it who do you you know who's any of that and so it was you know it was a struggle and I wanted to be I wanted to be that for someone and um Really, just I thought recovery was going to be my life's work, um, but I got back here to Arkansas and tried to open a Kim Free House in Conway, and it just wasn't jiving. You know, I love Conway. I hate to drive there, but y'all need more roads and less roundabouts. That's just my. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no city planner. <laughs> just, just an yeah. observation from trying to get you know, yeah, uh, down Dave Ward Drive. You know, uh, yeah, I just kind of. Uh, round and round and round. <laughs> just pick so one. How do I get off here? <laughs> <laughs> they put one on Fair Park, man, and it just puzzles everyone. It seems like, but oh, uh, yeah, I, you know, uh, yeah, I thought recovery was going to be, you know, uh, what I just gave my all to, and uh, landed a job, at, you know, here in Little Rock at the Union Rescue Mission, uh, more commonly known now as the Nehemiah House. And it was running a, a nine-month drug and alcohol program and a shelter in the building that is now Jericho Way. It was not as lovely back then. That was long before the city dumped over a million bucks into that into that old decrepit thing. But I found the it wasn't long before homelessness really overtook me um, and my passion. And, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, just, you know, that's kind of where it all came from, I guess, and how I ended up in this field, for lack of a better term. Uh, I wish this wasn't a field. Yeah. <laughs> I wish yeah. Way. yeah, I wish I knew nothing about it now. <laughs> I bet yeah. you do. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> Me too, man. Uh, well, but it it is, you know, and it's not a problem that's... Uh, going away or even seems to be getting any better uh so we got to no it's, it seems to be getting worse we're yeah. seeing a lot more folks on our our thursday night run really? we, we saw 55 people that's thursday a lot for y'all huh? yeah it is for us man and we know we're not seeing everybody yeah you know yeah yeah for sure well you know our you know we had a count there's a count that takes place every two years there's a sheltered count that happens annually and then there's an unsheltered count that happens every two years, uh, and that's kind of in coordination with uh, CATCH, Central, Central Arkansas Team Care for the Homeless. And, and they, they do that 
it's mostly for HUD. Uh, it determines the level of funding that a lot of these bigger organizations see or how much rapid rehousing money they pump into places and things like that. Uh, but in, our, in the January count, it takes place in 24 hours to minimize any duplication. And uh, this last January, we counted almost 600 people. And that's a lot. You know, mm-hmm. I've seen that number. I've seen it 503. I've seen it down to 339, either four or six years ago. I can't remember what year that was. I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember. This was the second count that I've been involved with, I think. Okay. We went from like 503 to 560 yeah. something, I yeah. think, in the last two years. So it was, it was four or six years ago that it was uh, down to 339. And I, you know, I would put the, I've been involved with those counts for um, almost a decade now. I would put the accuracy of our count up against the accuracy of anyone in the countries. I really would. Um, I do think that we're, I do think that we find more people than, uh, like I said, you know, we're we're out there almost every night of the week, and we've got teams focusing on each, spe- you know, a, a specific uh, section of the city. So before there were such consistent mobile efforts, you know, the, the unsheltered count was basically posting up at about six places across the, you know, across the Little Rock Metro. Mm-hmm. And posting flyers and just trying to get word out. And if you come to this table in this parking lot and get counted, you can get a bag of goodies, you know. I'm grateful that we've been able to contribute getting out to the folks that are never going to come to a table for a bag of goodies to yeah. be counted and have their information put on a piece of paper. Yeah. but and, uh, we're, and we're not very good at recording all the information that's on that little sheet. That no, they I'm not, interest, <laughs> not interested in collecting data on people, really. Yeah. Uh, and I have to let, you know, every time I have to let them know, like, I'm not grilling folks for all this info. Yeah. I'll give, you know, I'll give you the basics, you know. Uh, I'll give you, I'll give, Siri's trying to talk to me. Leave me alone, Siri. Um, you know, I'll give you, we'll collect the basics for that, uh, but we're not going to give you specific locations. We'll give you general, a general idea. Yeah, I say North know. Little Rock. Yeah. That's as uh, close as I'll give them. Gender, race, you know things like that but a lot of that you know they're looking to identify you know people's mental illness and and so our you know i tell our teams like if it's not glaringly obvious like don't go out trying to diagnose people for one but don't you know don't go out you know well do you are are you you, schizophrenic are you do you have schizophrenia do you (laughs) have hiv do you you know i mean we're not doing that to people we're not uh we're out there trying to build relationships with people and if we came around you know periodically doing that we would burn a lot of that i think so it's not worth it to us in the long term to the, you know, it's not conducive to building relationships to pry people for their basic information until they're ready to give it to you. Yeah. My take on it. I yeah. don't know. Some people disagree. That's fine. They can go out and find people and gather their info if that's what they want to do, you know. Yeah. But they're probably not going <laughs> to. Okay. So back to you were working for. Oh, yeah. Nehemiah uh, was what's now Nehemiah House. And yep, you, and you I objected to for, that name. It happened before they fired me. Oh, <laughs> uh, and I object I objected to a lot of things though. That's probably why I got fired there. But. Probably so. <laughs> <laughs> I would go to bat. You know, they try to make the campus non-smoking, and I'm like, you, you know, you're trying to pull someone off methamphetamines. Give them a minute before you take away their Marlboros. You yeah. know what I mean? But whatever, you know. 
So I, I would go to bat for the people, and it was a very heavily rule-dominated uh, culture. Very, very, very fundamentalist uh, religious stuff, you know. And uh, I'm yeah, not, I'm not much for rules. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. why we're friends. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know you got to have some, but yes, come on, you do. You know, yeah. I mean, if they're impractical and they're and they're yeah, I don't, know, I don't mind good rules. Yeah, the problem is don't rules even, seem to multiply, and the more they multiply, the less good they get. Right. Yeah. And, and and if they're impeding assistance, then they're they've got to yeah. go. You yeah. know, I mean, so that was yeah. So yeah, well, I did that for a little while. They let me go for being a little too. Well, I'll say it. I was probably a little too progressive or liberal or whatever you want to call it for for their flavor, uh, or at least the flavor of the person that was the executive director at that time. So I, I that was that was uh, back during your. Your shirt and tie and short haired. I didn't. Hair. I only wore a tie when they made me. Okay. <laughs> um, but I did have to be reasonably clean cut, you know. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I did what I had to do for you know to keep the job. Yeah. At least I until I couldn't that. anymore. <laughs> I understand that. One of the places I worked before, they came up with a rule that you had to wear your suit coat, your jacket, if you left the floor. And I had an old brown sports jacket that somehow I'd gotten from my my father-in-law. It didn't match anything that I owned, but I kept it in the office, and I would wear that whenever I went on another floor. <laughs> That's that, great. That was my way of, you know. <laughs> Sticking it to the yeah. man. <laughs> That's great. That's Might great. Be one reason I didn't get very many promotions there, too, but that's <laughs> We're not here to talk about my. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I had uh, my third back surgery after that, so I was down and out for a little bit. And then uh, once I was able to go back to work, I got a job at the St. Francis House. The St. Francis House contracts with the VA to house homeless vets while uh, while the VA case manages them, uh, ultimately and hopefully into housing. I was able to wear jeans and a polo there, so it was you know a little, a little less stuffy, um, and went from super, you know, uh, super to the right fundamentalist to the you know ran by Episcopalians. Yeah. So it was you know it was a culture shift, but I pr- I proved to be a little too radical for them as well, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, ultimately lost that job after about two and a half years. But in the meantime, I had started the One Inc. and the van, and right before so St. You, Francis House. you started that while you were working? Yeah, yeah. I, well, I worked there. My I, I, uh, I had a sweet schedule. Uh, I worked like 6 a.m. to 2.30. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the, there was a great overnight staff, so I never really had to stay late or anything. Yeah, I started while I was there with my car, just going out on the streets when your, I would get off. Huge car, the like, Toyota Yaris. Yaris. I saw yeah. I saw Yolanda Yaris yesterday yeah. too, <laughs> or no, it was this weekend. Might might have been yes Saturday, I think. Yeah. Uh, Toyota Yaris, yeah. Um, threw papers out of it at night and loaded it with stuff in the day, and I worked that car. It's still going strong though. Oh, cool. Yeah, uh, started doing that. You know, when I would get off from St. Francis House, and then you know. Right when, uh, right about the time that the board was really pressuring me to start taking a paycheck here because I was working ridiculously 
long hours. Uh, right about that time uh, is when St. Francis House decided to let me go. So it's a good thing that the organization I started hired me because I'd been fired <laughs> by two ministries. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, if you get fired by two ministries, boy, that's some kind of resume. <laughs> isn't it? And from both sides. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah, I know, man. It's like, golly. Yeah, so started, you know, uh, I moved into our warehouse and so that I had minimal bills and I initially took a paycheck of $500 a month. <laughs> yes, a month. Um and it was tough. So I threw newspapers so, at so night. So the band should have been visiting you. Probably. Yes. <laughs> probably, you know, it was it, it gave me a roof, you know, here under this old building that we're about to move out of, you know. Um uh, for a, a lot of years, I lived in this old rat infested thing. <laughs> That's the term of the week. Rat infested. Yeah, <laughs> but let's. We probably should stay away from all that, huh? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how political you get on. Here. I don't care. Okay. You know. <laughs> well, the, let me this, tie my this, hair up. <laughs> yeah. You know, you can be unleashed on this show. Oh You man. know, it's not like your radio show where you had to rein it in some. Ooh. Well, I'll I'll be cordial, and <laughs> at least this first time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I won't unleash all the way yet. Yeah. So that's you know, that's a that's the Reader's Digest version of the backstory on all of it. Along the way, we've launched efforts in a couple of other towns across the state, and uh, working on, you know, we've got a farm that we started. We're, we've got to move it along with the warehouse, but it's growing yeah. too. Um, so. Yeah, we've got bees and we got yeah donkeys, uh, pregnant donkeys, yeah, chickens. Yeah. How many chickens do we have now? Probably about two hundred. Two hundred. I'd like to get it up to about four hundred. We've got uh, construction of a barn slash coop is happening right now, and uh, so we'll be moving those here in the next hopefully week or two. But yeah, the goal of that is to. Provide food for folks that are able to, if they're in the woods, you know, a tent in the woods, but they're in a spot where they can build a little fire and cook, um, you know, provide that way. But also I want to get the production to the point where we can employ a few folks to grow food for themselves and their peers. Um, So, you know, we're on our way to that. We do have one local restaurant that buys our surplus eggs every Saturday. Um, And, you know, I just, you know, we want to get it to the point where, I've, I've I've talked with some other restaurants that are really interested, but the, you know the production's got to be there consistently yeah. before anyone's really going to buy in. Yeah. You know, so uh, plus you need somebody just besides you and yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, my goal right now, I'm, what I'm really focusing on is building the infrastructure of it to the point mm-hmm. that I don't have to live there, and then I can let someone. You know, I'm staying in a camper right yeah. now while we do this. Uh, but I want you know the camper to stay there, and then someone to be able to come from the streets and and stay in it. That'd be good. And us, you know, go. You know, uh, we've been talking about a tiny house or you know something like that. We we've, we've enjoyed the minimalistic side of the camper, um, you know, for the last little bit. Y'all can pitch a uh, tent in our backyard. We got enough room. Okay. Okay. Right on. <laughs> Diana. Yeah. <laughs> I'm coming home. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. What were we talking about? Yeah, I forgot now. So it's just oh, back the yards. Yeah, the back story. And so during that time period, that's when you came up with uh, 
but no rules, no apologies, just help. Yep. And um, yeah, some g- of that. Give us, give us that story. Well, the no rules uh, came from working in these shelters and seeing folks uh, almost held back by legalism and uh, just arbitrary rules that. Uh, really would, would that it would turn people off so bad that they wouldn't come and get the assistance that was yeah. available you yeah. know uh and and getting out and meeting all the folks who were banned from these places or had never been and were you know wouldn't go anyway mm-hmm. they're not going to go into a place like this you yeah. know and, and realizing that it's because of the stagnation that's there it's just stagnant and stuffy and you know, all of that, and 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 seeing people have to perform to receive things, have to sit through chapel just to get a bite to eat, have to you know, all those things, and and have to put on some kind of dog and pony show to get help from, you know, uh, at that time what I would call our local shelter system. There have been other great organizations spawned since then, you know, that, you know, the whole system isn't like that. But at that time, it really was. Yeah. It really was. I mean, the only help that was there was this ridiculous, overbearing, fundy stuff, you know. And so, you know, I I was forced to turn people away because of their uh, sexual orientation or, you know, uh, gender identity or you know, all, all these things. And, you know, I didn't understand a lot of those things at the time, but I knew that I hated sending someone to the streets because they didn't, because they couldn't check a particular box, yeah. uh, you know, or, or they had to check a, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I just got, I just wanted to be able to share stuff with people that needed it without any kind of BS, you know, you need some socks, Here's some socks, you know. I met a guy. This I was still in the Yaris, and I had uh, I had the seats folded down, and I had a crap load of food and a crap load of socks. And I, you know, I came across a guy who, you know, when you've been doing this long enough, it, it when someone is chronically homeless, it gets a little bit easier to tell that, you know, if you come across someone. And so I came across a guy who I was pretty sure was living on the streets and had been for some time, and you know, not trying to box him in or anything, but that's just the reality of it. And, you know, I pulled up to him and I said, hey, man, you need any, you need a bite to eat or you need some fresh socks? And he stopped and just kind of looked at me and he's like, yeah, I really do, man, but I've been drinking. I had some beers earlier and he turned his back to me and walked off. And I was like, hell no, man. This, the, uh-uh. Yeah. Well, I mean, you just said you do need it. Yeah. But you think because you've had some beers, you know, but that's your condition to that. You yeah. can't, you're not, you know... Before you know, before I went to work at the Nehemiah House, if you were came in and you were drunk, man, they weren't dealing with it. Yeah, I had. I mean, the best compromise I was ever even able to get was for me to indoors fence in a little area like a freaking cage, and if someone was intoxicated, you know, the the executive director at that time would let me let them sleep in that. You know, yeah. And it's like, man, this is crazy. This is crazy to me. Yeah. Well, um, we run into that during the winters when we open up the emergency shelters. You know, yeah. people can't get into other shelters if they're intoxicated. Maybe we can partner with ICE and get some more cages yeah. for people. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I just got tired of all of that. It's like, you know, oh, so I circled back to the dude and I said, hey, man, I don't, 
I don't care if you've been drinking. I'm just asking, do you need some socks or a bite to eat? And he goes, well, I'm a Christian. I said, man, I don't give a damn. I don't care. Do you want some fresh socks on your feet? Do you want something to eat? Do you got another beer? I'll trade you. I mean, you know, we'll have a party right here in this parking lot. You know. And so I finally convinced him that I didn't care that he was Whatever. had a buzz. You know, he just needed some socks. <laughs> just need socks and a little something to eat. Uh, and a lot, that's where that came from. Yeah. Just there's no rules here, man. Do you need, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah, there, yeah, we've yeah. got it, some, it gets, it gets misconstrued. It does. We do have it does rules. now when it's, yeah. it's no longer, <laughs> you know, just me in a car. Yeah. Uh, and, and we now do have it's to an wear actual organization. Belts. You, yes. I can't, I, I can't hold people around in the back of the van. No, they tell me that's liability issue. No, so I have. Know. So I, yeah. <laughs> I have to, and I, if I need to, I'll do it again. Yeah. <laughs> but I tell them on the front end, I'm not responsible for whatever happens to you back there. Uh, you know, I hope our insurance agent doesn't hear. Listen to this. Well, it's been a long time. Yeah, the, the, I, yeah. I, I haven't let anybody ride <laughs> in our new van. Yeah. I did a couple times in the other one, and they were emergencies. I, I felt yeah. like. Well, yeah, you know, I wasn't. I wasn't going to let that person stay there. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, go for it. So that's where the no rules came from. No apologies. Uh, what I just, you know, in the early days, I, people would ask me, Aaron, you know, so and so needs blah, 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 and I just, there's no rules, man. Give it to him. You know, no rule. There's no rules. Man. No, <laughs> the no apologies came from an Eminem song. Somehow it got tacked <laughs> on. Uh, no rules, no apologies. And then when we finally made T-shirts, we were like. What should we, you know, what needs to be on them, you yeah. know? Um, and so it just came down to no rules, no apologies, just help. Yeah. Uh, We're kind of moving away from that on our new shirts. The ones well, on the, just, the, ones on the website, you know? the ones on the website just say just help. Yeah. And that's, that's really sums it up a lot better, too. Yeah. You know, you don't have to explain that to anybody. And, you know, I've had that hung over my head, and I'm like, it's, it doesn't mean that there aren't, you know, it doesn't mean you can just do anything with our assets or you can, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I have got, you know, I mean, I ha- I wrote rules on myself into our own bylaws, you know. I mean, I have to, I make myself go, you know, before our board of directors for things, you know, uh, because we all have to have some level of, of what accountability or whatever, you know, but, um, you know, the, the, it, it initially it, it was, it should have been no qualifications. Yeah. <laughs> you know well, that, I mean? That's not nearly as catchy, and that's hard to get on a shirt. You're right. <laughs> the, but the only qualification is to need it. You know, yes. do you do you need socks? Here's socks. Do you need food? Here's food. Do you need to come into the emergency shelter? We're not going to background check you. We're not going to make you piss in a cup. We're not going to make you blow in a breathalyzer. No, you know. And some of these shelters do. You yeah. Know? I mean, you got go through a metal detector and turn in your phone and go straight to the shower. And everyone has to wear scrubs. You can only read a Bible. There's no TV. There, you know, all this stuff. It's just like, man, I just I don't ever want to be. I have been accused of a lot of things and called a lot of things and whatever. I don't ever want to be accused of stripping someone's autonomy or their dignity uh, in the way that I'm trying to assist them. Yeah. You know, uh, I feel that that's I feel it's imperative to for us to acknowledge and 
respect people's autonomy. Yeah. You know? Um, just treat people as people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, that doesn't mean don't, you know, defend yourself, you know? I mean, <laughs> there was a time, time Manly had some folks jump in the van and basically <laughs> try and rob him, you uh-huh. know? And they're like, you know, we're, I don't understand. They weren't homeless. They pulled up and, you know, oh, really? yeah, they pulled up on him when in his spot and got in. They were like, we're taking all this or something like that. And what are you going to do? You know, I mean, I tell our folks, like I'm talking to you Manly know, was probably the wrong person to yeah, try that. With. I think he grabbed the doorway <laughs> and just flung and kicked them both, you know, like get out of here. Uh, so, you know, it doesn't mean you have to be walked on and that, you know, people can just do you any kind of way they want. Uh, but I mean, I tell our drivers defend yourself to your level of comfort. Yeah. You know, if you, I don't know. I mean, I will me. You know, I've, I've had people charge me out there, and I've had to put them on the ground, and yeah. I'll do it again. You know, it's just doesn't mean that people can just run roughshod over you. But yeah. you know, it, we're not there to dictate people's lives and yeah. stuff like that. You know, yeah. I lost. I don't yeah. even know where we were back at the Yaris, and then those okay. no. So going from the Yaris. To yeah. the actual van, the first van. We were working out of a storage unit on South University, thanks to the Dream Center. And it was indoor climate control. So I'd be loading coats, say, in the Yaris. I'd have them strewn down the hallway of the storage unit, you know, trying to get it loaded. And it was just, it was a mess. And it, it, it limited the amount of donations we could receive and distribute and everything. And we couldn't access it after 9 p.m. And, you know, somebody would need something. And, well, it's 9.05. I have it in storage, but I can't get to it. And I just kept thinking, man, if I had a bigger vehicle to do this out of, I just had a crappy old van, you know, keep it loaded down with a little bit of everything and won't be in this position again, hopefully. So I just took to Facebook like I tend to do. And let's kind of put it out there like, hey, I need a crappy old van I'd like to try and raise a grand and just find a crappy old van. And uh, before I know it, a friend of mine who has a salon in Benton had shared that. And someone that she knew had a car lot down there. And he called another car dealer. I said, man, you got any old vans over there? And he had just got one in. He said, don't let it go anywhere. I'll be right there. He went and bought it from the other car dealer. Dropped it off at my friend's salon with the keys, signed it over, and walked back to his car lot. I don't know who he was, but that's where it came from. 94 Chevy Astro is still sitting out there in my shop. It's not worth using anymore. Yeah. That's my severance package. If the board ever fires me. You're going to live in your van. I want that OG van. Uh Uh-huh. The original. And, you know, it needs a lot to restore it. That one's before my time. Yeah? Yeah. Man, that thing was a beaut. It was a good little, it served the purpose well, you know, but it was just a little crappy cargo van. No bins, no compartments, no, you know, we worked everything out of bags. You know, here's a, you know, oh, you need men's XL shirts? Uh Here's a bag, dig through them, you know. (laughs) There was no hanging stuff up. There was none of that fanciness. But that thing, it got to the point, man, where the dash lights wouldn't come on. And then the side door wouldn't roll. It would, if you pulled the handle, it was falling on your face, you know. And then the headlights quit working and, you know, just, it was struggling. Yeah. And then a guy in Searcy had a, like a telephone 
company installing phone systems in offices or something like that. And he had an old van. It was bigger. It was a three-quarter ton, you know, newer. And it had all the bins and stuff like that. But you couldn't stand up in that thing. That one wasn't before your time, was it? We still have that one. It needs a tune-up, but it's still running, kind of. Well, we worked that one for several years. It was a good one, and it's it's still a backup every now and then when we need it. Uh, like I said, yeah, it, it needs a tune-up real bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it needs a tune-up real bad. It's sh- it's shaking like, I don't know, it's got a real hard miss in it or yeah. something. But um, I know when we went to the newer van, I would still every once in a while, if I couldn't find something in the warehouse that I knew we needed, I would go check the old van and sometimes there was yeah. stuff was still out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, that's the one that probably most people are, you know, we're more familiar with. Yeah. It had several different fun paint jobs from local artists and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, people cheaper people than knew the we were coming. Yeah. Yeah. The, the vans all had spray paint cause it's yeah. way cheaper than a wrap and it's more fun. But, uh, it's kind of a one. mixed blessing, though. I think. Yeah. yeah, we all we all liked it, and when we got the brand new van, we all immediately wanted to spray paint it. But I'm glad we didn't. Now well, we're about to. Are we? Are we? <laughs> I mean, probably. Okay. At well, least that's the, all right. It's probably going to get a little bit marked up soon. Okay. I mean, we've had it three years almost yeah. now, and someone did tag the back door. So, I saw that, yeah. Somebody's got it to it before I did. So yeah. we'll put something on it soon, probably. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, we upgraded in 2016 or 17. It's a 2017, so it was the end of 16 when we bought it. Yeah. And uh, Red River Dodge gave us a heck of a deal on it. But in 14 days, we raised enough money to pay cash for it. You can stand up. You can, you can walk. Stand up. Yeah, it's the, got the raised roof, the extended uh, cargo area. I love it. I love it. Just it's it's crazy, you know, to go from that old Astro uh-huh. to a, a you know one that's going to start every time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now know. I think one of the headlights is out still, isn't it? Oh, I bet it one. is. Yeah. Oh, I probably should fix that. Thanks for the reminder. Yeah. <laughs> Remind me of that tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we got to fix the back floor, too. But it's under warranty. But, yeah, it's a trip, man. I mean, we paid cash for it, bought the extended warranty on it, you know, yeah. all of that. And uh, it's it's a testament to, you know, uh, if you get out and do the work, people will get behind it. Yeah. You know, uh, I believe that and, firmly. And you've been very good at using social media. I, I yeah. think that's, you know you've grown mainly through social media and word of mouth. We've had a tremendous amount of traditional media coverage as well. Uh, I've done a lot of news stories over the years, whether they were little bitty ones or whether they were specifically about the work. Uh, And that's how, I think that's how I found out about, I think it was like in spectrum. I think it was, you know, the little insert that the Democrat used to have. Okay. About probably Six years ago now. Okay, because this, this was this was our in. this was our fifth year for the the emergency shelters. Okay, since I've been, so I think it was about a year before that when I started following you. I read the article and it mentioned Facebook, so I started following you on Facebook. Crazy, and, and then that winter, 
that was that horrible winter <coughs> that weather was horrible and y'all were open almost every night at the dream center yeah and you were driving around ranting and raving during the middle of the night <laughs> and it caught some of our attention yeah and said we need to do something yeah. we need to be involved we've got this big old church and at the time we had a a fairly new gym and since we'd had the gym i kept thinking during the winter i said we ought to be using that and then when that winter listening to you there was several of us at our church that said yeah we need to do something and we got together and said okay let's let's figure out we can't do anything this year let's figure out how to open up a shelter and we had you know talked a little bit and realized we don't have any idea what we're doing (laughs) (laughs) and so it seemed like it was going to be one of those things that uh, you know good intentions think about it and then go back to our comfortable church life yeah but there was uh one of your rants that just kind of stuck you know and i couldn't couldn't get rid of it so i messaged you on the the ones page or the vans page and as a matter of fact anytime i go i think it's the one anytime i go to that page that mess you know the messenger box pops up and it's a message that I'd sent to you saying I wanted to get together and, okay. and talk. And there's only a, a there's only a page for both. So the One Inc is our umbrella nonprofit that the van operates under, and the you know the field which is our farm operates under, and you know the Rust Bus Mish Machine all that operated under the umbrella of the One Inc until we spun the others off as their own nonprofits. Best business decision we ever made. Anyway, there's only. We grew the van's Facebook page, and I never wanted there to be two. But somewhere along the way, someone came out here and checked in at the location and called it the One Inc. Uh-huh. And then so it automatically Lord. created a page. And then it had on there, like, is this your location or business or whatever? You know, claim uh-huh. it or whatever. And I'm like, man. So I did, but I share a little more probably the van page I use for more specific stuff. And then, you know, on the One Inks page, I'll share stuff from the van page or articles yeah. about homelessness and stuff like that. But uh, yeah. I never wanted there to be two. Yeah. It just confuses <laughs> people. They're like, it what's does. the difference? Yeah. You know? But, uh, you know, as the years have gone on, it's, I think people, most folks have figured that out. Or, yeah. You know, we don't, I don't get asked that as much. Yeah. So just celebrated the eighth birthday? Of the van you'll make me count aren't you it seems like it was eight yeah our technical our technical birthday would be in april uh we got our uh, we got our tax id number and letter from the irs in april of 11 so it would have been eight years yeah, yeah. so you've gone from just you driving around in a yaris to all you crazies a, joining a huge me. warehouse which we're getting ready to move into a nicer better more practical warehouse yes and we'll talk about that we might not talk about that today we I might wait till a later time okay but you've gone from yaris to i'm, I'm not to gonna a, say not a big organization but you've gone you've grown tremendously but it's not a big organization it's still it's really not i mean and people think people think that we are way bigger than we yeah. are i'm our only employee yeah 
People, uh, people either think that it's still you and a van yeah. or it's this huge organization with people. Yeah. It's not. They think we've got people sitting in the office just waiting yeah. to send someone to pick yeah. up three pairs of socks and Sheridan. And, yeah. <laughs> and we don't. We just and, don't. You know, and that you know? causes problems sometimes because people. It's a turn off to yeah. a lot of people. And people get irritated when we when we can't respond as quickly as yeah well i'll take my stuff to so yeah well uh, okay yeah (laughs) i mean i'm sorry we can't do pickups yeah i mean my focus is on having volunteers to get out on the streets and do that work and for and i don't ever want to take them away from that to run by your house and pick stuff up yeah so we keep we got drop off places and you know Drop it off, or get or and you and can, you know, actually, several of the the drivers' houses become drop off places. You know, it's very organic. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's very I, organic. I said, hey, you can either you can take it out to the warehouse or one of these drop off places, or if you have to, you can bring it by our house. Yeah, <laughs> 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 but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I counted before it came out. I got on the. You know, we have a couple of private groups, one for the drivers and one for the warehouse folks. And I counted, and there's like 30 people, 30 to 35 people combined in those two groups. And that includes board members. That includes a few people that are, you know, just kind of still involved. You know, it includes Charlotte. You know, she's moved, but. Oh, yeah, she's still in there. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. She'll come back sometime, someday. They'll move back. <laughs> I don't understand. I mean, we use a cell phone. I know. We, we tried to. Charlotte. <laughs> we, Just kidding. We tried to shame her into the, taking the phone with her. But. She was our best phone person for like three years. She handled that phone like a boss. Yeah. And now I have it, and I am a complete and utter failure with that phone <laughs> every day. I cannot keep up with two phones. Yeah. For, we, for we, those we, that we don't know, it around. We, you know, we have a. a a phone phone number for folks to call in if they need stuff. So people call in and say, "Hey, I'm over here in such and such area. We don't have anything. You know, all our our stuff got stolen or is wet. We need a tent. You know, or we need such and such. Then we we try to respond. Yeah. Now, Charlotte, like you said, Charlotte was retired. Except you know, retired is a kind of an inaccurate word because she, she volunteered from here her career yes because she volunteered here she also volunteered all the time at uh, river city you know and she did other stuff but she handled the phone and was able to respond back now you and trisha and mandy kind of trade off we were on a um a week at a time so we would you know every third week or whatever you'd get it back um for a week We've not been doing that very well, though, lately. Yeah. So. And you tried to get other people to take it. Yeah. It's, and it's tough. We I said mean, no. And, you know, you don't want just anybody, you know, you can't just give it to someone that doesn't, un, number one, understand how our day-to-day kind of semi-functions, yeah. you know. But, it, you know, I don't know. It's tough. We kind of threw Charlotte to the wolves with it, but she was willing to make the commitment, you know. So we were like, heck, yeah. Yeah. Well, and yeah, it. I think it takes somebody special to, to deal with it because you're dealing with folks that, you know, they're not always going to be pleasant. You I know? wouldn't be either. The, the, you know, they, we're living in a horrible situation, so yeah, yeah they're going to be mad. Yeah, I would be. Yeah, and People, hard you know, to get along with, and 
And that's not everybody, but it's it happens. Yeah. And I mean, you get weird ones too. Like someone was wanting to know which driver had the best booty <laughs> the other day. In a bu- I mean, there was a string of about thirty incoherent uh, texts. And you know the one that I that that I remember was talking about one of the drivers with the nice booty, and I was like, I, oh, "That must be I'm, me." I'm not. Oh. It had to have been. It had to have been. I don't know why I even questioned it. <laughs> but you get some weird ones too, and then you know you get you get people who want to donate, you know, and they get mad because you can't come this weekend and pick up all the stuff that they have. Yeah. And, I mean, we, you don't know what it is. We just don't. We don't have that capacity. We don't have employees. We don't have people just sitting here waiting to go pick up things that are unidentified. Do we even need them? All that, you know. So yeah, and I guess we could talk about some of the stuff that we've seen donated. Oh God, <laughs> a penis stretcher that looked like a medieval torture device, crotchless underwear, some that were made that way and some that weren't. Uh, yeah, it's amazing some of the stuff we get. Lots of costumes. We get, I mean, just random, weird, random stuff. People cleaning out closets and yeah. they'll take and it. yard sale leftovers. Yeah, we get a lot of that dropped off. And so, you know, thank God for our nice, wonderful warehouse volunteers who sort through all that stuff. It's tedious and can be rather shocking sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's better, like when we. There were a couple of years there where we did drop off boxes in parking lots, and we'd get sacks of dirty diapers, rotten watermelons. I'm just yeah. trying to think of some specifics. Crack pipes. I mean, you name it. So we that, we moved more towards a let's find partners, you know, that where you have to take it in and present it to an actual human being to donate it, yeah. and that has cut down on a lot of that. Lots of weird books. That I won't repeat titles yeah. of. Um, lot, lot, just a lot of weird sexual stuff. I had a buddy Laun- one time. A lot time. of lingerie. Yeah. You know. I had a buddy one time. He was like, hey, man, I've got a stack of Playboys that I'm getting rid of. <laughs> Do you think any of your folks would want them? Um, they would love them, but I'm not facilitating I, I, your I, used Playboy I, stash. I, I can see me out on Thursday night with Diana handing Playboys out of the... <laughs> I'm just not getting into that, you know? Um, so you can toss those. Toss them right in the garbage. Oh, man. Now, yeah, it's did, been a wild ride. You did have the one where it was uh, like a first aid kit and somebody left their weed in oh, it. Oh, yeah. There was a weed stash and, and a first aid kit yeah. and a camp. Now, whoever got that, they enjoyed that one. They were happy, man. They were like, oh, this one comes with pain reliever, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You never, ever know. You really don't. And like you said, a lot of it's, you know, cleaning out closets, storage, yard sale yeah. leftovers. Someone passed away, and you don't know what they've stashed in their stuff. Yeah. You, know? so, uh, you get a you lot of clothes all. from that have been in people's closets since maybe the 80s. Yeah. You know, a lot of our, our shorts, our men's shorts, are back Sears in the 80s, you know, when they're, <laughs> you know, Pleated heavily, and short, short. You know, <laughs> man. And, and a lot of it go, gets back to the mentality that they ought to be happy with whatever you give them. Something's better than nothing. Yeah, yeah. and sometimes not it's not. You know, <laughs> a lot of times it really yeah, is. <laughs> but 
If you're talking about tents, yeah. If you're talking about shorts, eh. yeah. <laughs> we it, it is we do get uh, you know there are a tremendous amount of people who who do contribute and donate that we'll never know who they were. Yeah, even, you know, and that's it. Really is amazing, and you know we make light of a lot of stuff, but I mean we are tremendously grateful for everything that comes in because you know we it, people ask me all the time, you know. Well, not so much all the time, but here and there, you know, I'll give someone a tour or something, and they're like, why do you keep so much stuff? And I'm going, well, it's a warehouse for a reason, you know. Uh, you keep, you know, if it's if it's in good shape, keep it. But as far as clothing goes, you know, I want to keep a good assortment on hand. You know, yeah. it comes back to autonomy and dignity. I want you to be able to pick out something that you like, that you're going to feel good in, that you're going to, you know, I want you to feel better in these clothes than you feel felt in the clothes that yeah. you had, you know? Yeah. And so we want to give as much dignity as we do socks, you know? Yeah. And uh, we couldn't do that if, if you know, just tremendous amount of people weren't contributing uh, as they're able. Yeah. And, um, love it when someone's able to bras you know find a woman be able to find one that fits right and is comfortable or as comfortable as they can be i'm glad i don't wear those things yeah. <laughs> um you know so it's it takes all of it you know and, and thank god we've got some folks that are willing to sort through it all you know and figure out you know what's yeah yeah one of the first things i did as a volunteer I came out and sorted through stuff. One time, probably, huh? One time, yeah. <laughs> I hate it. I yeah. hate it. I, I mean, you, you either you like it or you don't. You it, know, it was it was an interesting day. I, it was. I don't know. It wasn't the first time I'd met you. I don't guess. Cause I think it was after I'd you had gotten me to skip church mm. to go help the lady after the tornado stuff. Yeah. But the company I did work for gave us so many hours a month to do volunteer work. You know, and That's we got cool. paid. So I said, I'll use that to come out here. Showed up out here, and you were the only one here. Took me back there, and I got to spend two or three hours opening blessing bags and separating them out into different bins. Man. And you left. Yeah. You know? I tend to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so I was out here the first time <laughs> in this old dark building all by myself. Man, what a jerk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's a wonder but, anyone but, comes back. But sorting stuff and said, "No, that's not that's not what I want to do." I, 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 tend, I like to try and encourage folks. Like, I mean, you can find a place. Don't give up. Yeah. You know. And even if it's not this organization, there are other organizations. You may not like our flavor. We may be too crass for you. We may be too. I don't know. Our team runs the gamut. We, we are we are mm-hmm. a motley crew. Yeah. Of religious non-religious people. political apolitical democrat republican uh, probably some what are those other people called libertarian yeah, libertarian you know I don't, green party i don't know we've probably got a little bit of it all yeah. you know and we don't always straight get gay bi we, yeah. you know we've got you know uh we're we're all here you know to uh to try and make sure that our Kansans that are experiencing homelessness, uh, we can't fix it all, but we can make it a little less shitty along the way. Yeah. You know, you can bleep that if you need to. Uh, I won't. Okay. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's that's it, man. That's getting out there to the people, you know. And uh, that, that in and of itself allows a person to feel worth 
when if they haven't for a yeah. while. And that's not everybody. There's you know not everybody's just doom and gloom out there. You know it's but you know it can be rather hopeless uh, if you don't have an income and you're realizing that this isn't going to turn around. You know overnight it can it can get hopeless, especially over time. You know and when folks consistently and intentionally make time to come out to you it can definitely help you feel like you're worth something again you know and my favorite times when we go out is it 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 gets tough sometimes when we're seeing so many people yeah because you have to spend so much of your time dealing with the the just given stuff the my favorite stops are when we stop at a place where we only see a couple of people and we can stand around and visit yeah and hang out for a while maybe eat or whatever yeah, yeah. i know it i hate, i don't like big groups yeah <laughs> yeah i would much mm. prefer if if you know even if it was we're seeing 55 folks i would much prefer it be more than you know it'd be 10 or 11 stops where four or five people at a time instead yeah. of three main stops with 15 and that's what it's been the last couple of the times we've been out it's been there's two or three of our spots where people tend to to meet us then you you know it leaves you wondering you know which way makes which way am i making a bigger impact you know yeah. meeting 50 people's immediate needs or building a relationship with two people yeah. you know and i you know i can't say that one is yeah. more valuable than the other it just is yeah you know you just deal with whichever ones you've you run into that night yeah and it changes you know yeah one of the you know one of the places that we used to see a whole bunch of people we don't see anybody over there now and you know some of our other places we see a bunch so Hmm. it's always up and down yeah and and some nights everybody's getting along and it's great and then a full moon comes along and then other (laughs) nights you know yeah a lot of times it depends on the time of the month and you know what's going on the weather you know and and who happens to be there yeah first of the month is usually scarce because if you know somebody that got a check odds are you you know three or four people gonna go hole up in a hotel room for a few days you know get some air conditioning some shower yeah a bed yeah and you can't you know it's hard to say you know it's easy to see where people go, well, that's not the wise yeah. use of da-da-da. Okay, well, you ain't had a shower in a week, and you get your check. What are you going to do? Yeah. You're going to find a way to go get a shower and maybe wash some clothes and, you know, sleep. You don't, I'm sleeping one eye open out there on the streets. Yeah. You don't get good sleep sleeping no, on concrete, you, you know. People steal your stuff in your sleep, you know. You got to bear hug your backpack at night, you know. And even that doesn't always work. No, you might get handled, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so the first of the month is usually a little more scarce. But it's trends of the whole thing, I guess. Well, we've been talking for about an hour. There was other stuff. Have we really? Was, yeah. It there was other quick. stuff I was going to talk about. I was going to talk about some of your tattoos. I wanted to talk about, you know, people, some of the people we've met. But I can save, save some of that stuff. And yeah. You've been talking for... Three hours now? No, two hours. Because yeah, you talk two. for an hour yeah. on the radio show. It does go fast. I, tomorrow I will probably not speak to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's had to be too social. He'll be talked out tonight. I'm rather introverted, contrary to popular belief. I'm pretty... I am too. Which seems know. strange that I decided to do a 
a podcast. Right. But <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's easy though. It's not live. It's not being broadcasted yeah. live. It's yeah. you know all those things. So I do a lot better on on the podcast than I did showing up on your your radio show. You think? Yeah. Wow. I don't know. You feel I'm more comfortable pressure? this way. Plus, I can under pressure. I, I can go back and edit stuff out. And actually, re-record some stuff if I wanted to. <laughs> I did that on one of the one of our episodes where it was just uh, our family talk. Yeah. Where we sat around and reviewed a book and stuff. Yeah. And I listened to it, and I didn't like, I didn't say the stuff that I wanted to say, so I went and re-recorded and cut that part out and stuck that in there. Okay. Well, that's. Cool. It didn't sound very good because I either go from. Not being able to remember what I want to say and leaving stuff out, or I go and write it down, yeah, and then it sounds like I'm reading it. Oh, you yeah. Know, so <laughs> I haven't that got comfortable sense. with that part. I'm a lot more comfortable in this situation, just talking back and forth. Yeah. So it's fun, especially with somebody that will talk. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I I've never had a problem with yeah. that. I, I may be private and introverted, but words are, I don't know. Never been difficult to find words. I don't guess. I'd like to get back to writing words. That's what I plan to do as I age more. Yeah, see, we didn't even talk about our our retirement plans, our five year plans. Of do you have one? Huh? Do you have yeah, one? Yeah, I'm I'm old, so <laughs> I figure at some point I can't do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. Or I can't do what I'm doing. There there there'll be a point where I. I I can't drive the van around. We'll put you out the to time. the board pasture or yeah. something. I'm not sure how much longer I have on staying up all night at emergency shelters. Lots. <laughs> Better be making preparations, Aikens family. You're going to have to be in charge. You know, and it's almost winter. Yeah, it's hush. middle of July, but I've, I've been thinking about winter. Have you? <laughs> yeah, Why? I don't know. Why are you doing that to you? You can't help it. I know. Yeah. I know. I was looking at the green bus, and I was like, oh, man, it's leaking oil. Here we go. Battery's probably dead. No, I think I've got a new battery on it. But yeah, I'm just, look, when we get moved out of this building, I'm turning my key in the landlord, and I'm taking a month off, full 31 days. No leap year no month. I'm talking a full 31-day <laughs> month. It may not run consecutively with the calendar, but I am taking 31 days. I'm going to tend to my animals, drink my coffee, I might read. I haven't read a book in nine years, probably. That's pitiful. It I is. mean, not any kind of book. Yeah. I just, but I'm ADHD and I don't medicate anymore, so I have to read every page about twice, and that just pisses me off. So I can't. By the time I finish a page, I don't know what I've just read. So that's you know, that's really frustrating. And I'm not doing pharmaceuticals anymore. So you need the big word books, big letters, where there's only a few words help. on. A page. <laughs> Maybe picture books. Yeah. I don't know. Sea dog. Sea dog run. Children's books. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to go fishing. You going to go fishing next month? I would love to go fishing. Let's do it. I had planned on buying a little boat this summer, but I, I kept I kept spending money. We got a boat. I just need to you, tinker with yeah. it. I mean, it's got a decent little motor on it. Probably need yeah. some seats. My back couldn't handle sitting on a straight metal boat. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't leak at all. We it just do, needs we need to tinkered on. We'll do that. Heck yeah. I'm going to go fishing. I'm at, me and Baxter might go camping. I don't know. The board told me like three years ago, and they even wrote it in the bylaws, that I'm supposed to take a week off it for every six weeks that I work. 
and I yeah, that hadn't happened. I don't think I've taken a day off since then. I mean, I might well probably with my back if my back was out or yeah. something, but just take a vacation, man. So I'm gonna get a month in before winter time. So I should be fresh, man. You're not gonna know what to do with me this winter. <laughs> I'll be coming off of coming off sabbatical. Well, I, I hope you do do the 31 days. I'll be, I'll I fully be, plan to. I'll be, I'll be surprised if you can do a whole 31 days. I'm going to do it. I'm going to let tomorrow, I'm letting our warehouse folks know. Good thing this isn't live, so they don't hear it now. You know, uh, once we're out of this building and I turn the keys over, I'm letting them, you know, uh, sort and arrange over there. They're better at it than me anyway. Yeah. They do it all the time, you know. Why do I need to sit there and I don't need they don't need me to dictate or yeah. manage them. What about so, your what about your Wednesday night folks? Man, I've been seeing them during the day okay. um instead of at night for yeah. a few weeks now anyway. And I just told them I was like I I can't pull off a whole day of cuz I would be Yeah. I started loading at noon on my Wednesdays. And just uh, everything with the move and keeping up with grass at all these, you know, until Till we get moved, I'm gonna see y'all during the day. Make sure you got water, the basics. But if y'all want me to be out here in the winter time, you're gonna have to bear with me through this summer. Yeah. You know, because I'm aging, man. My body hurts, and I don't recover as easy anymore. <laughs> you know, I understand that. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> uh, but you know, how old are you? Thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. I, I don't even remember thirty-seven. Dang. <laughs> I feel like I'm on the back end, man. I don't feel, I, mean, I do. I feel like I don't have that much time left. I don't know why. Maybe I don't. But I've had three back surgeries, man. My body hurts. Everything yeah. hurts, you know. I haven't been nice to my body. My my youth, I was terrible to my body. But Yeah, I, I told them, if y'all want me in the wintertime, you got to bear with it this summer. And, uh, yeah, so they're just going to have to, at least for 31 days, I might sweet talk another team to swinging by one one or two stops yeah. or something or well, whoever has the phone can dispatch for urgent needs you yeah know? And, uh, i did hear you talking on the the radio show that you were on just prior to this that we've got a a jacksonville team yeah yeah we're gonna fire that up here in the next couple of weeks um been talking with the you know the library since cal's the central arkansas library system hired a social worker which is really cool. I met with their executive director last year, and he was wanting ideas and input on how he could better equip the you know the folks at the library branches, uh, you know, when they had folks that was in dire need or whatever, you know. So that, I thought that was really great for her. You know, she works I think mostly out of the downtown, but she spends time you know at the other branches, and she wants to team up you know with our shower trailer. I uh, had someone else stand me up last Saturday on fixing it, so that's a ongoing issue trying to get it fixed. But once it's fixed, they want to team up on getting it, you know, and letting us sit up in their parking lot and this and that. So, But they said that they're seeing a lot of folks in Jacksonville, and uh, we have one of our warehouse volunteers lives up there and uh, wants to do it with and rotate her kids riding with her. So... I said, if you're if you if you're willing to acknowledge the inherent risks on the front end of taking your kids out on the streets and encountering, you don't know, you know, and yeah. I, and, and I mean, just we got to be honest about it, you know. I mean, you people on the run, people, you know, 
uh, sex offenders, you know, you run into to all kinds. Mm-hmm. You, you run into people that are have har- had hard luck, but you've also run into people that have done horrible things. Yeah. Uh, and may still have the propensity to do so. And you have to, you know, I just told her, you got to acknowledge that on the front end, you know. Yeah. And uh, she's a, she's an Air Force vet, so, and she don't take no, she ain't taking no yeah. bull, you know. So, yeah, I'm excited about that. I, I, I would like to still yet get someone uh, for Saline County eventually yeah um as part of the van yeah. or yeah i think it'd be easier to keep it as part oh, of the van okay. i mean yeah. if we it, didn't even talk about when you branched out yeah it was too much yeah i mentioned it a little bit earlier i think yeah. um uh, you know we, we we launched in uh the rust bus in russellville and the mission machine in Searcy and tried a couple of other places until people atlanta, atlanta. How, how did you how did you how did that come about Van Lanning. Uh Some <laughs> folks that I had known through Twitter. And really back then, I mean, I was in my early 20s. Or no, late 20s. And, and just gung-ho, you, you man. You thought you could do anything. Yeah. I'm like, you want, who, hey, we got this non-profit umbrella, man. Who wants to try it? And, you know, so had some folks try it. But, I mean, if you screw with the money, it's over. Yeah. Immediately, instantaneously, forevermore. You don't get another shot if you screw with the money. Um, so I didn't have anyone down there to take it over when that happened. Yeah. Yeah, same with Batesville. We tried up there. We had the river giver for a period of time. You don't get but, to bail yourself out yeah. of jail with this money. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just that's just the real. But that's yeah. the, some of the everyone wants to start a nonprofit, and I'm like, you don't realize the bull. If it takes off and grows, you don't realize yeah. what you're going to have to yeah. deal with. You and spend you more either. time dealing with crap. And you didn't either, did you? No. No. I mean, and I had an idea from working at a couple uh-huh. of them, you know what I mean? But I never expected this to – I never – you know, I mean, we got the first van in February, and in April they put me in that old Astro van on the cover of Sync Weekly. Yeah. And that's when – Maybe that's what I read That's it. when it hit the fan. Maybe it was Sync Weekly that I read about it. And Dude, that's – I mean, that yeah. sent everything into freaking overdrive. Yeah. And – and I, I remember early on, after getting involved driving, you being overwhelmed. Yeah, you know, uh, there was a couple years that I really struggled. Yeah, but I was like, I'm, you know, I don't know what else I would do with me. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like I told Rich on the radio earlier. I mean, it's it's not purely selfless. You know, if I'm not if I don't commit myself to something good, I'm gonna commit myself to something <laughs> bad. I know me. <laughs> um. Uh, you know, uh, or I'll at least do more bad things, you know. I mean, I try to keep it minimal th- these days, but, you know, uh, I've, but, I've always been prone to a little bit of self-destruction, you know. <laughs> and uh, I have plenty of vices to back that up, and you know. But so it's not it's not always a selfless endeavor, you know. I do it as much for me as I do anybody else. Yeah, I, I had a train of thought, but I lost it. Yeah, I don't remember where we were going with that. But started with branching out. Yeah, branching out. All the things you got to do and stuff. Yeah, and and then you came to the realization you needed to pull back in. Yeah, but you ended up with you still got the rust bus is doing great. Yeah, what's the other one? Mission machine. Mission machine still going strong, doing great. But we were handling all the administration stuff here, so we were handling their insurance and their accounting and. You know, uh, and trying to keep 
keep it all straight here, you know, and trying to make sure they're giving us their receipts on time and, you know, all this stuff. And so it got to the point where there was so much over administrative overhead with them that the it was sucking money out of the van, you know. Yeah. And so I had to and go time look. away from doing what yeah. you wanted to be doing or and needed to be doing. It sucked. Like I got to the point where I'm like, okay, y'all are going to have to cough up like 5% you know, to help cover your insurance and help cover the accountant. And, you know, that wasn't a popular move. No. <laughs> but I can't, I mean, Little Rock isn't going to carry Cersei's, you know, all this. So in 2016, you know, we, and Fred was up again, you know, he'd have big donors that wanted to give 10, 20 grand, you know, and they're going, well, why is, why is my donation going to be? Little Rock. Yeah, why is it my donation subject to a board in Little Rock yeah. that don't know what's happening in yeah. Russellville. They have great people so, in Russellville. Yeah. They have, so they have big time support. Yeah. It's done very well. And I mean, what more can you ask for than to, than to launch a, a, a nonprofit and, and get to see it thrive without you? Yeah. That's awesome. You know, if it hurt at first, it did. It was like someone took my kid from me. You know, I mean, I, you're killing yourself to build this thing and start it and grow it and, Make it sufficient, yeah. self-sufficient, or whatever. And it was like having a piece of you ripped away. Uh-huh. But it, it ultimately was the best business decision that we made for here and for there. You know, now they have local board, local control, you know, all of that. Yeah. I was tempted to, to, at the time, I was tempted to put a representative from the One Inc. on those boards. Like, we'll let you spin yeah. off on your own, but... You have to hold us, and I was like, "No, God, that's crazy." Yeah, quit trying to control stuff. You yeah. know, let it go, let it fly, or not. Yeah, you know. And they've flown, so you know that's it's that's awesome. You know, and yeah. and you get to know that you contributed, you know, to to things happening in towns that you're never going to see or know. You know, and that's where it's that's yeah. where it's at to yeah. me. I don't want to look at a spreadsheet and go. Well, we've helped, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, 13 people with a pair of sneakers, you know, and da-da-da-da-da. It's like, man, build, help create a community and let it go and do what it's going to do for people. And that's fulfilling now, yeah. very fulfilling now. Yeah. At the time, it hurt and it yeah. sucked. Well, it, it was hard to give up driving the van, too, wasn't it? Sending out teams of people. It was. It was, uh, yeah. But again, one of the best decisions I ever made was to start recruiting drivers to go out. I couldn't do it. I couldn't. There's no. I mean, I couldn't cover the entirety of the city the way that I wanted it to be done. Yeah. Um, You know, and people wanted to be in the van. You know, they. Yeah, you got any volunteer opportunities? Yeah, you want to sort these this bag of crap in the warehouse? Yeah. No, man, I want to ride with you. It took me a little while to decide, you know, when you because you sent out a, a message mainly to the folks that had been involved with the the shelters. Yeah, and I said, do I want to do that? Do I want to commit <laughs> to? <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> to being out on these streets. Yeah, yeah. It's, but I, it I, is a big commitment. I, I can't imagine not doing it now. Yeah, you know, it is. Yeah, I don't always want to go out. Right. But well, I don't always want to get out of bed. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but once you do it, you're glad you did. Yeah. You know. Even on the crappy nights, you know. It's worth it's worth doing. 
especially once you get out there and see what people are up against. But that's why I've always tried to recruit from some kind of within, you know, so that you at least have some level of idea what we do, how yeah. we do it, why we do it those ways, yeah. all that. And it is it is hard to recruit people. It's very hard. And it's easy to get one timers. Yeah. Or groups or this and that. But to find people that will give you three to seven hours one night a week, that's tough. You know? It's tough. People have you know, especially if they have you know, if they haven't already just latched on and poured into the work, you know what I mean? I put it out there every now and then still, you know. Sometimes people will buy it. Sometimes they don't. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't stay very long. <laughs> yeah, most of the folks we have now though have been here for a while. Like all of our drivers now, no, there's no drivers that have been here under two, maybe three years. Scott and Adam, Scott are and Adam. our newest, and they've been here. They're probably coming up on a year, at the well, at least maybe two. Two, I would say. I can't. I don't know. It. I, I don't. I don't do time well. I think this might have been their first emergency shelter year, wasn't it? I don't know. I'm sorry, yeah, y'all. I, I don't, don't mean to discredit y'all. I don't know that either. <laughs> but yeah, that would that would be the newest team. But still, it's Cause, you know, because I've been doing it four years as a driver. Because this was our fifth our fifth shelter. Lord, I don't know. <laughs> it seems like forever. <laughs> no, it all runs together eventually. It does. <laughs> People ask me, like, when did this happen? I don't know, man. Why is there a bass guitar sitting on this board table that we're talking at? Yeah, I don't know. I noticed that. Do you play play the guitar? No. I I try to teach myself about seven times in my life. Yeah, I own a guitar. I have no rhythm. Uh, My grandpa could hear something. He couldn't read a lick of music. Didn't know chords, none of that. I mean, he knew them, but he didn't know what they were, you know, what to call them. Hear something, play it. Guitar or piano, he could just do it. It was weird. M- musicians magic. amaze me. Yeah. I wish I was one. Yeah. An artist of any kind. Like old Jimmy Treese used to say, I got to crap my pants just to draw flies. <laughs> <laughs> no artistic abilities. <laughs> oh, man. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Take that. That might, that might be a good one to end on. <laughs> Take that, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well thanks for having me yeah on, man. I, thanks for for coming on especially you. after you'd already spent an hour and a half or an hour talking usually if i get once i get into it it's i, I can't hardly shut myself yeah. down like, oh well yeah and of course you know we've talked almost an hour and a half and there was still other stuff that you know didn't talk about the, the cult of personality and people wanting to touch you and all that good stuff. We'll we'll save that for another show. Don't try it. <laughs> I stay armed with something. Play with your hair. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> okay. Well, you'll have to use your notes next time. Yeah. I'll, I'll jot some down. All right. <laughs> thanks for listening, yeah. y'all. Thanks yeah. for having me, Mark. Thank, thanks for being on the show. I, I did want to mention that, you know, you can find itsthevan.org. That's the website address. We're also on Facebook. At It's The Van. At It's The Van. Twitter and Instagram. I lost both passwords. I've got to unlock them. So. <laughs> They're both at It's The Van, yeah. too, though. So check those out. We'll talk to you later. I did write down, I wanted to remind people of where all they can find the podcast. Because you can find us 
all over the place now. We're on iTunes, Google Music Play, iHeartRadio. Dang. I did the other night. I was I wanted to see if it worked. I've got a, a Roku TV, and I got the little thing where you can do the voice commands, and you can play iHeartRadio. And I said, play the Whatever with Mark Deal podcast. It pulled up iHeartRadio. Nice. And pulled up the last podcast we did. I thought, that's well, cool. that's pretty cool. <laughs> Technology trips me yeah. out, man. So let's say we're on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Podbean, Facebook. Spotify. Spotify. I think Lord. you can find us on all those spots. So You can find it. Listen to us. If you liked it or didn't like it, leave us a comment. Follow us. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Talk to you all later. Bye.